Welcome back to 64 A Chess Podcast. I'm your host, David, coming at you live from New York City. Joining me on the podcast today is uh, world chess boxing champion. Please welcome to the show, Matt Thomas. How's it going, Matt? Oh, it's going great, man. Yeah, the little little chilly down here in Atlanta, but I'm sure that's not a uh, an uncommon thing for you up in, in New York. Not at all. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty cold here too. Up here in New York, we would say it's uh it's mad a brick. That's 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 what we say. <laughs> gotcha. What part of what part of town are you in? I live in Brooklyn. So uh, my whole life, I've lived in Brooklyn. I moved to Illinois a couple months ago, but I'm home for the holidays. So it's good nice. to be back. I spent the summer in Carroll Gardens, right off the F train. Yeah. Now, um, first thing I want to mention is that uh, so. Couple of weeks ago, I was taking my finals and um, having a tough time. And my friend texts me and says, uh, "Hey, there's the uh, chess boxing going on, and uh, Ludwig's chess boxing." And we had talked about how we were hyped for it, but we we're both taking our finals, so I was like, "I don't know, should I watch it?" Next thing I know, so I say, "You know what? I'll put it on for a bit, take a quick break." And next thing I know, I've been watching for like, you know, almost three hours, <laughs> and. Um, I had a blast. I mean, I, I was hoping to catch just one or two fights, but I ended up watching most of it, and uh, commentary was excellent. And you were actually you were one of the commentators along with uh, with Ludwig and uh, Levy Rosman, aka Gotham Chess. So, um, I guess first thing I want to know is like, what did you think about all the fights? You know, as a chess boxer yourself, like like what did you think about the? You know, obviously these are people who some of them have only been just starting to play uh, chess or just starting to box. So, so what do you think? all in all about the event. Yeah, I think the card was really well constructed by Ludwig. He, he has a great radar for entertainment value. Uh, he, he wants everything that he puts out to be worth uh, your time as a viewer. Uh, and I think he accomplished that goal on Sunday. He, um, he did a really good job of finding really entertaining people to engage in the sport, even if they were novices at one or both. Um, and then he did a really good job of finding super high-level chess players to try it out, which our community, as a chess boxing community, hasn't been able to, to be as successful as Ludwig was, finding as high of ELO to, to compete. So, um, yeah, not, nothing but but positive things to say about uh, Ludwig, the, the show that he put together. And and the the fights that were on the card and, and what they displayed about chess boxing, you saw everything from, uh, you know, first round knockouts to uh, chess that that went the distance or or didn't even get to checkmate, you know, lost on time, um, and and everything in between injuries, uh, you know, actually, um, you know, like, like the the Amon fight, chess bra fight, actually being knocked off the feet. And then being called in a TKO between two of the the highest ELO chess uh, players to ever chess box. Um, I, obviously, the fight of the night, in, in in my opinion, was the Andrea Botez versus Dina Bellinger. Right, classic. Um, so, you know, like seeing seeing not just talented chess players, but but extremely entertaining people go at it was uh, was something else. I it was it was awesome to be a part of it. Yeah, and it's I, I'm uh, like I said. I mean, the commentary blew me away. I, I mean, Ludwig in general, he's uh, really, re he like you said, he's really understands um, entertainment, 
I actually just wanted to pull something up because I was trying to do some homework on chess boxing because I was really curious like um, about the history and stuff. And there's this guy, Nikolai Sajin. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's former world champion of chess boxing. And he has an ELO rating of 1911. Uh, so then to have guys like Amon and Lawrence, Amon is something like 25, 2600 ELO. Uh, Lawrence is like high 2400. You know, and see those guys duke it out, I think was 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 really, really awesome. And I, I certainly would love to see more chess boxing events. I think, you know, reading Twitter, you would see a lot of these like uh, – you know, some other podcasters and stuff like that who are maybe skeptical and, and saying, oh, I don't understand it. But uh, I, I think if nothing else, it's it's really entertaining and uh, it's just a different way to kind of to play chess. And I personally think it has even it's more than its own merit as a as a sport itself. So I'm, I'm hopefully I will get to watch a lot more chess boxing in my life. Yeah. And, and look, there's always going to be haters. There, there are haters in, in our community, too, saying they're going to you know, uh, disrupt or, or dilute the the purity of chess boxing. They're going to turn it into a joke. And look, people, people can find anything to be critical about, but at the end of the day, it was, it was not only the most viewed chess boxing event in history by multiple, it was the most viewed chess related event in history. More people viewed chess boxing on Sunday than any world championship of chess, anything live online that, that chess has ever done. So like as a, as a just bottom line net value to both the, the chess world and the chess boxing world, incredible. Like it, 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 it blew, uh, it blew anything from the past out of the water. Um, so it's a huge step forward for, for both of our communities. Yeah, it was. I mean, the, I think the peak viewership was something like, I think, want to say like three hundred fifteen thousand people on YouTube. But still, I mean, for a chess boxing event, uh, it definitely uh, for, compared to virtually every chess event um, that I can recall. Anyway, it like definitely totally blew it out of the water. How did you get into chess boxing? Because obviously, it's a it's a fairly new sport compared to chess. Finding out about chess boxing um, and, and the founding of chess boxing, kind of two separate stories. The founding of chess boxing was inspired by art, not by Wu-Tang Clan, but by a, a, a comic book artist by the name of Enki Bilal. He's a, he's a French artist uh, who inspired the founder of chess boxing through one of his works where he portrayed the his protagonist as defeating enemies on a chessboard with boxing gloves on using both his brain and his brawn. And uh, our founder, Ipe Ruping, uh, decided to create a rule set and do a real-life expression of this literary work. So in Berlin in 2003, he had the first ever chess boxing match that he won um, and didn't expect it to become what it was, which is an actual sport. He did it for art first. And then more people reach out to him, uh, expressing interest to get involved, and it it grew organically um, from from there. So uh, he got some some funding. He got more uh, skilled people in both chess and boxing that wanted to to try it out. Um, there have been some other notable events or people that that have gotten involved. But uh, by far, the, the largest event in our, our history was Sunday night. Um, so the, the big inflection point, the most people that have been 
exposed to chess boxing all at once uh, just happen. So we'll, we'll see what happens next. But uh, how, how did you yourself get into, into chess boxing? I um, grew up playing chess, uh, and I, I kind of had a crossroads when I was a, a preteen where I could keep playing in chess tournaments every weekend uh, or, you know, continue splitting my time between travel soccer games and chess and um, and, and not really excel at either. Um or, or I could pick one and double down. So I, I picked soccer. Um, and I, I ended up getting recruited to college for soccer. I played for a year at University of Georgia and then realized I didn't want to go any further in the sport. Uh, kind of saw what collegiate soccer was, what pro soccer would be, thought there was more to life. So focus on academics and then started boxing as a hobby. Um, and... I had some translatable skills from martial arts growing up. I, I did Taekwondo uh, from, from a young kid, which is mostly kick centric. Uh, but once I started boxing, I, I really fell in love with it. I, I started doing it just as like cardio first. And then I started learning technique and doing it, you know, three, four times a week. And then uh, I joined the, the UGA uh, boxing team and started doing it like six days a week and started competing against other schools. Uh, and then I started an amateur boxing career in my early twenties. Uh, and I got, I got injured in a fight. I, I dislocated my shoulder, uh, which required surgery. And while I was recovering from surgery, uh, I, I, I was on YouTube and YouTube served me a video that was chess boxing. And, uh, and, you know, it was like on the sidebar, I didn't search for it. Uh, it, it literally autoplayed. So I, I didn't even click it. It, it, the, the sport found me. And, um, and then from that point on, I was, I was obsessed. I reached out to Ipe, uh, before he passed away. Um, uh, my first contact with him was 2016 when I was recovering from that surgery and we stayed in touch for about a year and a half as I recovered, uh, trying to figure out when I could get my first fight. And in 2018, he invited me to, to be a part of the World Championship uh, tournament in Calcutta, India, as the, the first American. Um, and so I signed up. And about a month later, uh, another American decided to, to sign up and, and be my teammate. So we were the first ever Team USA to, to go compete in the chess boxing world championship. Um, and that, that was my introduction into the sport. And then uh, is it, did you win that world championship or was that later on? Yeah, so our, our first showing at the world championship in Calcutta, both Kevin and I won our weight categories. He was 95 kilograms, I was 90 kilograms. So we didn't expect to, but uh, but came home with uh, with some hardware. That's awesome. Yeah. When it, when it comes to like the, the chess boxing strategy, as I was watching, cause I, I've never seen a chess boxing event before I've watched some boxing. I've obviously watched a lot of chess. Um, uh, one thing I found very interesting was in the Andrea versus Dina fight, which was had a little bit of controversy, uh, towards the end, but you know, Andrea was, was, was losing on the board. And so that kind of desperation of losing on the board, I think, translates to much more aggressive um, showing on the in the ring. So, like, how do you how do you kind of balance that when when you're training? Like, how how does the chess training affect the boxing training and vice versa? Or do you try to keep them both separate? 
Yeah, it's important to combine them. Um, so a couple things with that matchup going in, Andrea knew she was rated uh, about 400 ELO points below Dina. So she she knew her strategy was going to be that and, and vice versa. Dina knew she just needed a jab, stay away, and, and she trained evasive movements. So the, the comment at the end about hide and seek um, from Andrea, like, of course, like, it, and if the roles were revor- re- reversed, Andrea would be doing the same thing. Um, you know, it, it, that's it, it, you in chess boxing, you play to your strengths and you, you play to the matchup and, and how what, whatever gives you your best chance against your opponent. And I think Dina played it perfectly. Um, so, uh, I, I, you know, a couple uh, a couple things on, on training them together. Um, a lot of people think, especially early in the sport, just train chess, train boxing, be as good as you can at, at both. Um, but the the importance of training them together is uh, is understated currently. It, it, you you need to be trying to engage with chess puzzles at least, and then ideally uh, low time control chess games like Blitz or Bullet with a high heart rate. Uh, and and when your body's in an elevated state, high heart rate, high adrenaline, uh, you're you're engaging a different part of your brain. It's a it's a more primal part uh, that that is that you know cavemen use to uh, stay alive to kill the saber toothed tiger and uh, escape the tyrannosaurus rex and whatever else. Um, and, and that isn't a great part of your brain for chess. It's it's uh, it's just focused on the next step. Uh, it's a very present state of mind of of only worrying about what you need to do right now to survive. It's not forward thinking. It's not good at pattern recognition, visualization, or strategic thought. So, um, starting to train your your body to signal to your brain that it's okay to exit fight or flight, dump adrenaline, lower heart rate will help you you use the part of your brain that is good at chess, the, the front part of your brain that develops later. And uh, and and the, the people that do that the best make the least amount of mistakes early in a chess round, which is when most mistakes are made in chess boxing. So the more that you can chain, train that, that minute in between rounds, the better you are at shifting in between uh, competitive expressions. You're, you're, you're able to get a leg up on your opponent early in a round, which can often lead to a domino effect of, of momentum uh, through the middle and, and late rounds. And, and he saw some of that in the match. Some of the people that were absolutely exhausted uh, at the beginning of a chess or a Super Smash Brothers round were trash at something that they're usually really good at, making mistakes that they wouldn't usually make. We, we saw queen blunders. Uh, from from players that were still relatively low ELO, but wouldn't normally just move a queen next to a piece without protection. Um, and and you, you heard in some of the interviews after that f- fatigue or shots to the head ended up playing a part in that. So I, I think for people interested in getting involved in chess boxing, start training both together from the offset. You know, don't just go on chess.com and start playing games. Uh, work out first, do, do some burpees, do some squats, then sit down to the board and do a puzzle rush. 
or before you do your your blitz games try to do a little cardio a little jump rope a little jumping jacks and then try to breathe slowly before you start your your game and train yourself to be able to sl breathe slowly and deeply throughout playing chess which will help you lower your heart rate throughout the game like little things can help build the the muscle memory the biological patterns that that like subconsciously keep you going through through an eventual chess boxing match that is really fascinating that is that's uh so like when you you do like a an, let's say like a two-hour workout in, in the boxing gym and you just got to run run on your phone and uh <laughs> and start you know the quick breathing and try to get in a three-minute game or something like that yeah f phone is okay um but it doesn't mimic competition you use physical pieces mm -hmm. and training with wraps on moving physical pieces and hitting a clock is another really important component Ludwig brought me into to this event about two months before it happened. And the primary reason was to help the participants train, which about half of the participants I ended up having sessions with or calls with. And that was the biggest thing that I that I offered them was train both together and try to mimic the fight as much as possible. It seems simple, but no one was doing it when I when I started talking to people. Um, and, and it took me time to to figure out when I was training that I needed to mimic competition as much as possible to to, to try to set up for success. So, um, you know, when, when you're hitting things with your hand, uh, you take your hand out of your glove and your hand, it, it, it trembles a little bit. It doesn't work the same way as when you're not hitting things with your hand. So getting used to just the, the tactical, I'm grabbing a piece, I'm moving it, I'm hitting the timer after doing a boxing round little things um could could trip someone up that has never done it before before competition or it could be uh, an unknown advantage for someone that that does it every time uh that that is more natural with it now what was your what was your favorite fight in that event um in terms of like a pure chess boxing uh matchup and not not just entertainment value it was andre and dina um I think the most entertaining fight was was Myth and Churdley's, uh, just because it was hilarious. That was hysterical, yeah. And and decent boxing from from both, uh, in, in an unexpected way from Churdley's too. So, um, yeah, and then, and then probably the the most even match uh, was the 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 final match um, between Point Crow and, and Toast. So I think. Uh, again, to Ludwig's credit, I think he nailed the, uh, you know, the, the storytelling of the fight card, which uh, I, I've been promoting fights for over 10 years and crafting cards uh, like, a, you know, like a like a story or like a like a full experience. And he, he put a lot of thought and had a lot of good prediction power to to place the fights where he placed them, because I, I do think that the show escalated over the course of the, the night. Uh, which made it hard for people like you to turn it off and study. You know, yep. <laughs> pop it on, watch one or two. You're probably watching the rest of the event. You, you know, it's entertaining and good fights. I even stayed for the for the little slap fight at the end. Yeah, yeah. And, that was uh, hysterical. You know, the cherry on top, a little, little weird, unconventional, not practiced. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see what happens. You know, and I, I think they were they were both. You know, they're friends, so they, they're probably holding back a little bit. It'd probably be a little different if they were really trying to, to inflict some damage on each other. Probably affect the chest a little bit more. But, um, but yeah, all around, like super 
super fun, super entertaining. Yeah, it was fantastic. So, so what's what's next for your own chess boxing career or otherwise? Ludwig really launched my Twitch. Uh, most of my community is just a subset of his community that saw me on uh, his DreamHack charity stream, wow. uh, where we did 50 hours in a glass box in the middle of DreamHack in Atlanta. Um, so I was in there for about five hours with him. And uh, and then the day after DreamHack, I started streaming. And, um, and it's grown fast. And, uh, and then in terms of like future chess boxing stuff, I, I've been involved with the community for about five years. Um, I feel like I'm done competing. I don't feel like I need to go try to win another world championship or, or something. And since 2019, I've been commentating all the major international chess boxing events, which is the other reason Ludwig brought me in was, was to co-commentate with him. Um, so I see myself continuing to be a, a voice for chess boxing to, to commentate the events helping to grow it in the United States by promoting events. I've been, I've been uh, doing charity boxing events for 10 years that that skill set, that skill set translates well to chess boxing. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I, I'm an entrepreneur in the health and wellness space. I have a virtual wellness company called Wellfest that does five to 15 minute workday wellness breaks for movement and breath. Uh, we, we've been doing that B2B for companies uh, through the pandemic, but those sessions translate really well to chess players and gamers. So I, I've signed with chess.com uh, in order to offer a, a program called Chess Fit, which is, is simple fitness movements uh, like desk stretching and light bodyweight calisthenics uh, with mindfulness like breath work and, and guided meditation, specifically for chess players to be more, more healthy and happy and productive. Um, so I'll be offering that through Twitch and then through uh, my my companies, Wellfest, the virtual wellness company I just talked about, and Fight and Flow, which is a fitness concept I developed that combines martial arts and yoga, uh, which kind of feels like chess boxing. You know, it's yin and yang, two things that maybe on the surface don't seem like they go together, but when you dig drill down, they're really a, a very similar expression with the body. Just one is more peace, one is more war, one is more chess, one is more boxing, one is more yoga, one is more martial arts. When did you uh, make this this uh, deal with chess.com? Uh, shortly before the chess boxing event, I signed with them as a chess.com streamer. And then during the chess boxing event, I spent uh, about three days with the chess.com team prior to the event, uh, filming a bunch of content. Dan Danny and I have already uh, released a, a chess boxing segment that we did together at Venice Boardwalk. Uh, there's some other stuff coming out soon um, that uh, that mostly he, he and I collaborated on, but um, but that chess.com will be supporting. Uh, so I'll, I'll be com I'll be commentating some more chess.com related events, and uh, and I'll be leading more more fitness kind of stuff. That's great. That's awesome. So really glad to hear it. Yeah, uh yeah i mean I'm, i've always been impressed about that aspect of chess.com that they're really not afraid to um to kind of try new things in the chess world they had this PogChamp stuff a couple of years ago with uh like a bunch of twitch streamers just got him you know there's a big chess boom on twitch ludwig was part of that uh now he's on youtube obviously but um 
Yeah, it's, I've always really admired that about chess.com that they're they're not afraid to, you know, because you know, there's a lot of elitism in chess, as I'm sure you know, people who say, oh, like, why are we watching these noobs play? Um, but but they understand the value of chess as like a cultural thing and like for something for people to try. And I, it seems like they're they're going in the chess boxing direction as well. Uh, and, you know, giving that a try, which I, I, I don't think is a bad thing. I, you know, it, it can only it can only be a good thing as, as I see it, because it's uh, it is a fascinating sport. And um, yeah, that, that's really I'm really glad to hear that for you. Thanks. Yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for the company. I mean, they've they've. Um not only had like a, a great kind of story to, to this point, they've had incredible growth over the last two years from Pog Champs and Queen's Gambit primarily, uh, but also being set up to be able to receive that that influx of of new attention on chess. You know, they, they already had all the pieces in place to capitalize on it, where other chess companies did and they were trying to react to something big that happened instead of being prepared for when it happened, which I, I think is a big shift uh, in, in, in why chess.com has been so successful when others haven't grown nearly as much. Yeah, that's very well said. Uh, yeah. I was going to say in the, in the chess boxing world, uh, what's the next big, uh, next big uh, like tournament or, or, or fight card that's going on? Yeah. The, the most well-produced events that we have internationally are in Paris. Um, and the, the, our, one of our head of officials on Sunday night for Ludwig runs chess boxing France, his name's Guillaume, and he already has four dates for 2023. Uh, so the, the first two are February 3rd in Paris and then May 28th in Paris. And I'll be commentating both of those. You may see some rematches from Sunday night at one or both of those, uh, and you'll definitely see high level chess boxing at both of those we'll live stream it for free uh and and it's about a, a thousand person venue uh, yeah. which which we've sold out even prior to, to ludwig so um so th those are ones to look out for london also puts on good shows multiple times a year um and then the world championships are are every year towards the end of the year uh the last two two times around they've been in turkey um the two times before that they've been in india so it kind of travels around and it's try we, we try to put them in a central location so that it's convenient for for the most people to get there which generally means it's the hardest for us in the united states to get there um because most of chess boxing is happening in europe and asia are you going to be like commentating those in person in paris yeah yep. awesome yeah, so I've, I've traveled to the last couple in um, in, in Paris, London, Helsinki, um, where, wherever there's a chess boxing event and and I'm available, I'm there. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be watching. That's for sure. Good. Actually, if I had known, because I'm, I'm trying to go to Paris in uh, in March, I, I booked tickets. So if I, I probably would have moved my trip a little bit if I if I knew. It would have been really cool to watch a chess boxing thing in person. I also, I know Dina uh, Belenkaya, who, who of course competed. I've done, uh, she was on this podcast. I did commentary for her over the summer for her own tournaments. So I was really rooting for her. But I, I, I believe that she also did some commentary for one of these chess boxing events in October. Yeah, I, I met her the day of the chess boxing event. 
And then I asked her to be my co-commentator that day. So uh, it wasn't anything planned, uh, but I, I went to Guillaume after I met Dina and said, we could use a women's grandmaster and I'd love to try to rope her into competing in an event. Uh, so let's get her in. And Guillaume said, sure. And so that led to uh, her signing up for our Paris event on February 3rd. And then when I got in touch with Ludwig, I called Dina and said, hey, do you want to bump, bump up the timeline two months and fight on Ludwig's card? And she said, yes. So I then I then I reached out to Andrea and, and matched them and then brought her to Ludwig and he confirmed it. So that that's how the female matchup came to be as I randomly met Dina at a chess boxing training event. Wow. Yeah, Dina, Dina's awesome. Uh, big fan. And uh, I think it was, I'm really looking forward to a rematch is all I'll say. I don't know if that's going to come or, but I, I think, uh, I think, I think the world wants a rematch. So, so uh, that'll, that'll be pretty cool. It seems like there's a lot of interest in, in seeing that happen. So I, I hope, uh, I hope it happens too. Yeah. Uh, so on the topic of organizing fights, are you trying to bring more like traditional chess players to the chess boxing ring? No, more of anyone. Yeah, I mean, like, come, come one, come all. What, whatever your level, whatever, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. You know, the, the sport uh, needs more casual participants. So start there, and and when you start showing uh, some proficiency, some chops, and and some desire for competition, get you plugged into an event. That sounds great. Maybe you might see me in the chess boxing rings. <laughs> Let's do it. Get in the yeah. gym. Yeah, absolutely. You got some good uh some good gyms in, in Brooklyn. Go go over to Gleason's. It's one of our, our fight and flow partners. We're the recovery partner for Gleason's gym. It's the oldest boxing gym in America where where Muhammad Ali trained, Mike Tyson trained. They have multiple current world champions that train out of that gym. So you you got a good resource close by. Yeah, it's true. That's very true. Uh yeah, I guess uh, the final question I'll ask you is, uh, what's your what's your favorite thing about chess boxing? We talked a little bit about the history and about you know training it, but like, what's your what's your favorite aspect of the sport? Yeah, I, I, philosophically, I, I I believe it is the the ultimate expression of competition. You're you're using your whole mind and body and soul to to compete against someone else, um, and and you have to be good at both and switching between the two. Uh, in in order to to overcome and to win, and and even beyond the the competitive aspect of it, um, I, I think it translates to to life really well. You you aren't always doing just one thing in life. You have to manage your state change between multiple activities over the course of not just a life but a, even a day. You know we're we're going from podcasting now to working out later to pitching you know a sales pitch after that to you know being present with our our loved ones after that those are those are all very different parts of our brain and, and body that we use to engage in those different activities and if you can get good at state change management between two intensely different things you can start to translate that that skill to other parts of your life uh so i i, I think it's uh I think it's something that is going to continue to grow in the future. I think it's something that's extremely useful to put time and effort into. Uh, and, I, and I hope more people see it that way and, and lean into it and, and get involved. Yeah, well, listen, thank you for for, for coming on and, and uh, sharing a bit of your story. I'm, I'm really glad to hear how successful your, your you know, 
fittest career and chess boxing career has been. I wish you all the best. Uh, also, I, we didn't get to talk about this, but uh, you were on Love is Blind uh, season one. That, that was pretty cool because uh, I got some friends who watched that show. Uh, so I learned something uh, just uh, while doing my homework. And um, I don't know. I, I've, I've been thinking of getting into boxing. So you might see me in the chess boxing ring. Uh, give me a year or two. I'll any chess podcaster is not going to be able to beat me in chess boxing. I'll, I will beat any of them. So I like uh, your confidence. Let's ben go. Johnson, Fabiano Caruana, you know, come at me, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the ring, ready to go. Uh, give me just give me a couple of months and uh, going to set a time and place. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to fight anything with that actually, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just talking smack. Uh, yeah. So uh, thanks so much for coming and thanks to everybody for listening to 64 Chess Podcast. Uh, you, can, you guys can follow Matt on Twitter, Matt Thomas underscore uh, other, as, as you just said, uh, moving with Matt on other, uh, you know, twitch.tv. So uh, go check out his Twitch. I'm going to go give you a follow right now after this. Um, check me out on Twitter, uh, 64 Podcast on Twitter. Um, thanks, Chessable, as always, for sponsoring the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, you the best, you the best. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll see you guys soon. Take it easy.